Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another great episode of the Choking Hazard podcast. We are excited today to bring you Sean Kent. Sean Kent is a black belt instructor at Conga MMA, and we're excited to have him on the show today. Before we do anything, if you guys are liking our content and you love seeing our guests, our coaches, our different athletes that we have on, and especially our technique breakdown, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. We really do appreciate it, especially on the YouTube channel. So keep subscribing, keep sharing it with your friends. We love seeing all that stuff and we want to keep giving back to you guys. Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by Spirit Leaf Waterdown, located at 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. If you're looking for Canada's top cannabis brand, look no further than Alex and his team at Spirit Leaf Waterdown. They're going to be able to give you all the CBD and THC products that you need. Just make sure you like us and them on Instagram, and you're going to be saving money every single time you shop there. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the show, and we'll see you soon on the mats. I did the intro for the last one, so I'm going to let Michael do the intro today. Running the show at I'm running the show. But we we have a, an esteemed guest on that we're we're having on this evening. It's uh, Mr. Sean Kent, somebody that I've I've trained with, competed against. Uh, we'll 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 touch on a, a whole lot of those stories. But uh, he's now uh, teaching. Are uh, you're teaching at a Congo Fitness now? Is that correct? Yeah, Congo Fitness. Yeah. Yeah. So he's our oh. guest, Sean. How you doing this evening? And uh, how did you? How did number one like how did you get a get a set up at a conga that's i guess that that's the big thing now well um you know conga used to conga we, we called him conga right Khaled, right he used to train with us i was a white belt and we trained together so um i knew him for some time so he opened up a gym and uh it's in my area so you know i, I think first he had um frank marquez he wanted him to teach, but Frank left to go to Bali. I think he's in Bali right now. Um, he's in like Indonesia. Yeah, he's like out like yeah. the side of the world right now. Yeah, yeah. Having a ball though. I'm like, watch his Instagram. It's just crazy. So he, uh, he asked me. Um, and obviously, you know, it's my first teaching gig, like officially. Um, and I thought that it'd be best if I had some help. So my brother is on with me and also we have fatty i don't know if everybody knows this guy fatty but fatty's a great guy but um i don't know if you ever heard it heard of fatty before fatty, he's been doing jiu-jitsu for probably 20 years now but did, did he come to did he come to the old uh combat era Back yeah he was with the, yeah. yeah yeah okay i'm pretty sure i bumped into him probably at, yeah. at one time or another yeah yeah that, so it's just a, that, yeah go ahead yeah yeah, so it's just, yeah, so we, 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 um, we talked to, we just, Khaled just asked me and I said, you know, why not? You know what I mean? Because I see that a lot of the times I've seen other students grow really rapidly after they started teaching. And I thought that, you know, I need to, that, that was one of the things why I want to get into teaching myself, right? Mm -hmm. You know, kind of selfish, but, you know, I also love to teach, right? So. I think like anything, like if you're trying to like, especially you recently got your black belt as well, you're trying to expand upon your aspects of your growth internally, as far as a yeah. practitioner, like that's kind of the next logical step is like, okay, how do you take all this 
information that you've gained and then how do you start to articulate it from to what you know and how do you do it for students because i'm sure yeah. like that's been a transition period to you right because it's also like cool. you know how you know how to do it but now how do you take that person who's a white belt who's never done this before oh. and then teach them into something different that's probably the most difficult part right because when you look at things like um uh shrimping i i, I never had a problem shrimping so now when you come across those problems with the guy shrimping, it's like, I got to relearn how do I get over Because I never had the problem learning how to shrimp. There's other, other issues I had in jiu-jitsu where I, I never just take to it, right? But shrimping is the, the first thing you learn in, in, in your first class, right? And um, just to say that uh, you got, um, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Is that I knew I always knew how to shrimp, right? Once I saw it, I, I was able to do it. But seeing some guys do it, I'm like, what? Why? Why can't they do this? Right? They're shrimping off the wrong leg, or, you know, it's just it's crazy. So just coming up with, uh, just figuring out what their problem is and how do I explain to them? It's that's the challenging part, you know. But I know as you get better, as I go through these um, challenges, it'll become more smoothly for me to teach other people later on, right? Yeah, I, th I think teaching helps. I, can't, I think it helps you to verbalize and communicate like what you know as well. Because like what you said is like, hey, like I, I never had an issue shrimping, but other people have. And then you have to break down, okay, like how do you actually shrimp? Because yeah, yeah. like I have to relay this information to somebody. But then what that actually does like in the long run, that might actually make you a better competitor and practitioner as well, just because now you're breaking down those movements more and more those things that maybe you didn't really need to break down as much before when you were a student i think it actually can help you in the long run become like a better practitioner maybe a better competitor like i don't know if you're still planning on uh competing competing these days but like what's what's kind of that uh that what's kind of that picture look like for you because we've been we've been to some big tournaments but uh, do you have any do you have any plans to do anything big masters worlds hit up vegas i i do um not not immediate plans, but yes, I do want to compete again. But right now, I am just so busy with other things, right? So right now, with the school and just work itself, uh, I really don't have no time right now. But it's something that I do want to do, though. I love competing. I always have, right? So what I encourage that? my students to do it, too. So you can't encourage your students to, to compete and, and, and you're not competing, right? Yeah. So speaking of legendary uh, competitions, I believe you two had a match a couple of years ago. Uh, oh, me I, I, no, not me and you. We we've had one of those as well. Actually, no, that never happened according to this podcast. But uh, Aaron, that gentleman there, sipping out a sipping out of that uh, glass of water. My, my cup of water. <laughs> cup of water. <laughs> it's bourbon. So uh, we we I've referenced this match several on uh, several occasions. Uh, Aaron, would you like to give your breakdown? And then Sean, would you like to give your breakdown of of of, of what happened because. I felt like when Aaron was shooting a single leg, I felt like he hit a brick wall. Yeah, well, I did hit a brick wall. I did hit a brick wall. No, that's basically what happened. Was like, I remember it was like, okay, first match went well. I'm like, okay, good. All right, I'm going to fight that guy. Okay, he's huge. And then, because you were sitting down at the time, right? And I didn't realize actually like take into account like how tall you were when you were sitting down on the chair right so i'm like okay this, this isn't gonna be too bad and then when we both like we bowed i'm like holy shit he's really taller than me <laughs> i'm like god damn it i'm like all right no problem and then i was like my entire game plan was like 
I didn't, I didn't even really have one because I thought I had a game plan and then I just didn't follow it at all. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna try and do a single leg. Oh, that didn't fucking work. And it's like literally <laughs> felt like I ran into a brick wall. And you looked at me, I was like, this guy's fucking crazy. And I was just like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that didn't work. This is what I'm gonna do. And it's like, I remember as soon as I pulled, I'm like, that was fucking stupid. I missed that. And it was like, <laughs> no, that's not. Oh, now he's on top of me. He's crushing me. And I was like, okay, he's going to pass me. I can't keep him off me. And then when you grab my arm, like, because you were like, I think it was like transitioning from my half guard. You passed my half guard. You're switching into mount or something, or you ended up rolling me over into my, like you had my back exposed. I can't remember anymore, but um, it was that point where I'm like, okay, he's got my arm. He's going to go for the, for the arm bar. I have yeah. to wait it out. Cause there's no way I'm getting you off me. I can't do yeah, it. Right? right. Cause you're moving yeah. really well. And I'm like, he's not getting off me. So I can't force it. I'm going to wait till he goes and I'm going to hit him in transition. I'm going to pull out. I'm going to come up on top and then he's fucked. Right. <laughs> and that did not happen. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and I try to pull my arm out. I'm like, Oh shit. I can't get my arm up. He's got a really strong grip. And I'm like, Nope, that's not coming out. And I'm like, he could break my arm. Oh shit. <laughs> I'm like, that's it. I need to this is over <laughs> yeah. it was a good match it was a good match i just saw him feel uh, yeah sure don't be modest it's fine <laughs> it was it was a good match it was a good match i just think that um we have a us big guys have a lot of pressure on us you know we go in there people expect us to win wanting you to win you know what i'm saying <laughs> they always want the smaller guy to win right like, yay so, go Aaron. <laughs> I, I never take any opponents lightly I don't care how small you are. I did it once. I paid dearly for it. 20 second loss. It's still on YouTube right now. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I just, you know, it was a great match, right? That's all, you know, but yeah, I don't have much to say about it. But, yeah, 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 no, fair. It's all good. Because <laughs> you ended up, uh, did you fight, uh, who, who did you end up having a match with? Was it Nick right after? Yeah, yeah. I fought Nick, I fought Nick twice, twice that day. Once in my, once in my division and once in the open absolutely okay. right yeah, 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 yeah. And i first time i actually met nick hey eh? that guy's a great guy man you guys had him on your podcast yeah we had him on the podcast a little while ago must have missed that one no oh, it's it's in the buried ones it's in the when we first started the one day lo lost one lost our lost archives of uh we gotta revise that one then i guess mm. he's doing so much man yeah so kind of like like How's like the transition from like obviously like going from the, like because we both were brown belts at the same time of like that competition and then obviously getting your black belt and now it's like okay now you've like you've gone through it you've got your black belt now there's the expectation is different like even when you're like teaching now like there's there's that expectation how did you kind of like take that transition and kind of like that mental shift or did you change anything or just kind of just go with the flow well you know honestly anytime I got a belt um except my purple belt. I've always felt like I, it was, I wasn't really ready. My blue belt, I felt like I wasn't ready for it. I didn't even know how to tie a belt at, at, at blue belt. I, that was the first thing I did when I got my blue belt, was learn how to tie it properly because I didn't know until that point, right? But with everything, with black belt, it's such a high expectation. It's like, even right now, I look at it and say, man, you know, the only reason why I accepted it um, is because Thomas, Thomas felt I was ready, right? And who am I to tell him that I'm not ready or not, right? So um, really and truly just for me, 
you just gotta you just gotta keep on studying because I still yet right now I don't even feel like I'm on that level, but I have it. I'm maintaining it, and I just want to just go from there. I want to get to a level where I feel comfortable. Now, competing at the black belt level right now in Ontario, I think I'll do well. I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not afraid to to compete at the black belt level. It's just, I think knowledge wise, I think that there's a lot for me to grow. Like just little things that um, you have to realize. Big guys are not as technical as you small guys. We, it's just what it is, right? I love, I, I love, I love watching the small guys play because of how tech, technical they are. A lot of my game, you'll see. I, I don't really smash a guy when he's. I don't really smash a guy when he's trying to triangle me. I do a move where small guys. Except, except Darren. Time. Except Darren. <laughs> but, I don't but, think he triangled but, me though. I don't think he no. triangled me. No, no, no. But like, but I was going to say, because like, I was, I was going to give you credit here because like, I didn't feel like you were like the smashing type of like, and obviously you're passing, but it was a technical yeah. pass, right? Where yeah. it wasn't just like, you're just trying to like roll me through or just trying to like bury me into the mat. Like, I'm just like, ah, oh, I pass now. Like it wasn't no, like, that. it was, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was like, it was good technique. You used what was there. Like, and like you had the steps to go and like, like you knew what I was going to do. So it wasn't, it wasn't bullshit, right? It wasn't yeah. just using your, your weight to your advantage or anything like that. Like I said, like it's a very technical pass. So like, I'm giving you credit like that. Cause I would say like, you're very skilled on top, like from what I felt. Yeah. <laughs> you felt a lot, Aaron. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, so then what are, what are some of like your influences and like on your jujitsu career? Like who are people that you're studying people you train with? Because like now that you're you're in a black belt, now you're teaching. Like you have to teach, you know, not just your game, but like probably like we were even saying earlier. Like what what are smaller people doing? What are yeah. what are people doing at an elite black belt level? What are people doing at a local Ontario scene level? Like well, yeah. like what are what are some things that you're studying? What are some things that are influencing you on that? Well, we have, as I said, we have we have three jujitsu teachers. So we have me, my my older brother. And you have Fatty. Fatty's a real small guy, so Fatty is really, really technical. He's just uh, so all those small guy stuff that we're talking about. Fatty really concentrate on that. Fatty's taught me a lot. He's been training for twenty years, I think, and uh, he's only a brown belt right now, but you know he's 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 working his way up. And um, but all the, all my influence, like a lot of my game, you know, yeah, you have to give Amir his 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 dues, right? Because I've been with Amir for nine years until I left. And, you know, and in that pandemic, I was with Thomas Beach, right? So, you know, Thomas Beach just, he helped me a lot because Thomas Beach, he, he, he's a big guy now. You know, he wasn't a big guy when he used to compete. He's a real big guy right now. So he really helped my game because even he had to change his game, right? So he, he, he could really reason with me. He could really, you know, so, so um, those are my influences, but I, I, I read a lot. So I have a couple of books here and. Like I have the Garval book, um, roll to win, roll to win. What's it called? Drill, drill to win. I drill think. to win. Drill to drill win. win. That's the one. I mean, we were yeah, just but... ta talking on a podcast with the. I'll just call him the other Kent <laughs> that we had earlier. Exact same book. He brought that up. He's like, yeah, like I have this book here, drill to win. Garval. Yeah. You know how expensive that book is now. <laughs> I bought Whoa. it for like, a year later. It was like three hundred. Really? Oh, is that expensive? Yeah, it's expensive. Signed by him. Huh? <laughs> No, no, it's not, nothing. It's just, you just, that's how much costs. So mine is, in, mine is in great condition. So 
you know, it's a good, good book. Fucking inflation. Bought it at the right time. <laughs> fucking inflation, oh. man. That's fucking not inflation. Not. <laughs> the hell, Aaron? Why? Why'd you have to? Why'd you have to make everything more expensive? I'm just saying, man. It's what it is. Yeah. What it is? How the hell is it three hundred dollars, man? That, that's that's a book yeah. I've seen. Like I like Solo's universe, like University of Jiu Jitsu book. I got that for like brand new, like 35, 40 bucks maybe. Yeah. But... I'm gonna look this up right now. You guys keep talking. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna Google be the Jamie right now. Drill, drill to win. Google that shit. Google that shit. Is there any other influences you had like over, over the years? Like I know Thomas Beach was actually somebody you brought up, and that's one of the few people I've rolled with locally. Where God damn like, it. Where I've just been like, wow, I couldn't do a single fucking thing to that guy. <laughs> yeah. So on Amazon, two forty four seventy three. It's it's the real deal. Hold on, look at my camera. Where is it? It's blocked uh, out, Aaron. Ah, whatever. Anyways, it's two forty four, which is crazy. What the hell is it that I, much? I I don't know. I would love to. I under. I want to. I'm not saying it's not worth it. I would just like to understand why it's two hundred forty four dollars for a book. That's, Maybe, that's it's all of print. Maybe it's out of print. Maybe it's out of print. It's a paperback. I know. I know. I know. I don't know. Yeah. That's I paid 30 bucks crazy. for it. $29.99. That's what I paid for it. So. Bro, if you ever run in, like, what you need to do is photocopy that shit, right? <laughs> or, like, and then you just need to start doing, like, either, like, black market style ones and, like, just, like, booklets, like, pamphlets or something, like, 10 bucks or something. <laughs> I don't Man, know. Out at the street corner. Ah. Go out, drill the wind. Go out, making drill some money. Wind. Like obviously on the black market, you don't want them to know about it. But uh yeah. <laughs> and then, then you could if it's mint condition, you if it's mint condition, then you can sell it like be like the Gary V and uh you know sell it on eBay or something like that. It's not mint, but it's in great condition. Yeah, you know? but... Someone will take it. One person you brought up though was like Thomas Beach. Because that's one person I've rolled with, or it's just like, wow, I couldn't do a single fucking thing to that guy. <laughs> like I the best thing I did, I think, was like break a grip at one point. Like that was it. That's how it was basically it was all downhill after that. But like, like how was how was it like training with him? And then like you, you mentioned like you transitioned, like what kind of made you do that transition? Would do you feel like you needed like a change of change of space? Like, like what was uh what was kind of like your influence on in that? On, on what say that again or just saying like uh like you know training with thomas beach like just because uh, like that's a name that's been around in ontario for a long time like he's done you know very well on like the world scene he was yeah. like, a world-class guy for a while so like what made you how was that transition like how did you end up training with him meeting him and like like kind of that influence on on you and your game well um it was um frank right frank is uh my guy i know frank used to be my teacher uh, as even before Amir, Frank Marquez used to teach me, coach me, and, and all that stuff before Amir came to combat. And I don't really know how they came into contact with each other. They obviously know each other because um, Frank started before even Thomas, Thomas, right? So Thomas always knew Frank or whatever. So they started a school together, and I was a part of the school. I was one of the teachers at the school. And that, but the pandemic hit uh, a few months later, so we were out of business. But that's how I got to train with, with Thomas Beach, and that's how I got to know him. I didn't know him before that. He was always a uh, rival coach of mine. He always coached against me. I have never said a word to him before. Um, so, but it was nice to actually meet him and actually talk to him because I, I, really, I really got a good sense of who he was. And really nice guy, man. We really, really love Thomas Beach, man. 
Yeah. Good dude. Uh, kind of transitioning a bit, like, how did you actually end up getting into jiu-jitsu? Did you, like, play a sport before this? Like, how did you... How did you find jujitsu originally? Were you just like in the yellow pages? Like what? Like what yeah. happened? You play? Well, I think I, you played play ball before, didn't you? So I played pro basketball, but um, with with um jujitsu, I just like everybody else, uh, we have to say Hoist Gracie. You know, once I found about Hoist Gracie, I was wondering how this small guy could beat all these guys, and I always had a respect for it. I never thought it was bullshit. So, as I got older now, I I was going to a divorce. So I was just lifting weights at that time. And if you're just going to divorce, you just want to just lift weights and you just want to just better yourself, right? Take your mind off of whatever's going on. And after a while, you're just lifting weights. And what is the reason for lifting weights, right? I was looking good, but I needed something more. Like when I lift weights before, it was for basketball. And, and I fell out of love with basketball. So I thought about, um, somehow it just came across my mind, MMA. I, I used to watch a lot of MMA. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to try to do this MMA stuff. And I went to a, a, quite a few MMA classes, but they had a class where it was just BJJ. And I had this guy, I think he was 160 pounds. He just held me down for the whole round. And he and I was dead tired. I was in great shape. I could push three bills. Uh, but this guy. <laughs> Aaron this can guy, push three bills right now. He's built like a truck. He's like 230 no, right now. No, I can't. <laughs> Not a fucking chance. This little, guy, this little guy said to myself, if he could hold me down, imagine what I could do, you know? And I just, I switched from MMA and I just took straight BJJ after that because I just fell in love with it. If this guy could do this to me, I was like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta learn this art for sure. So, yeah. It's always, uh, it's always interesting. Everybody we talk to, it's always this humbling experience really where it's yeah. like, and it doesn't like whether they're an athlete or they're just kind of like they're an accountant or they're doing whatever they have this experience and they have a feeling of who they are. And then they go train that first time. And then is they just not necessarily get manhandled, but they just get humbled completely. Yeah. And it's just like, it just changes their complete outlook on everything. Yeah. But some guys I find it's, it's not, it's not as positive. Some guys, they, yeah. Well, they just don't come back. I have had numerous guys where I'm like, you're coming back, really excited, big guys, you know, and they they never stepping on that mat again. It's it sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot of your ego that you really have to set aside, honestly, because like I think everybody has that experience of like first jujitsu class is like, man, I'm the fucking shit. I'm gonna go in there, I'm gonna wreck everybody, and then you just get completely destroyed by like some 140 pound bluebell yep. who's like. Yep. Who's, who's like a computer programmer or like some like 120 pound female who like are uh, i think triangled and put aaron out like i think in one of his first classes no i think, a, I think it was a female. if you're gonna tell the story no you gotta but, tell it right what, aaron, happened? Okay? what happened no i just got i get put out no like but basically i got beat up by a girl and that was like okay i need to change my life <laughs> I need to change my life what am i doing with my life here i am getting beat up don't make it sound so terrible that <laughs> he got put that he got put out i like to put my old spin on things you know but like hey like it's happened to me too like i've been i got uh put in bad positions and strangled by people like half my size and i'm like wow like this is like this is this stuff works like i, yeah. I don't know how else to put it like and like if this person who has been training and who's has more experience than me they can do that like hey there has to be something to this. Yeah, yeah. That was nice. Um, I remember what, 
So no, I remember it was like the cross choke. That that was what I never experienced anything like that. It was the first original cross choke, and it was like I couldn't get it off. I couldn't like get the hands off, and it was just like I'm gonna die. Like you never <laughs> like that weird feeling. And you're like, what the fuck? And you can't get rid of it. And you tap, and you're like, what the fuck was that? Like, oh, what's this? this is how you? And then they put it in. They put it on me again. I'm like, god damn it. So I was like, okay, now I need to learn this stuff, and now I need to learn how to defend it and all that. So it, it's always a. Everybody always has that wide eyed opening experience. But then it's the the people that don't come back, and that's why I kind of feel sorry for some people. Where I'm like, come on, man, like just give it a chance, right? And it's not even like. Just get an understanding. You don't have to necessarily do it for life, but get an understanding on like what you could do with it moving forward. Um, I, I don't know. I think, it, I, I guess it's hard. I think, I think it was easier for me because I, I did do very well because I was very athletic and strong. Mm -hmm. So I could do very well in just the practice gym. And I guess my ego never got beat up that bad. But can you imagine? just get beat up every day like i hear some stories guys are getting beat up and don't win a match even in practice just get beat up all the time it's you gotta love it man at the end of the days you gotta you gotta find yeah. out and sometimes it takes time it takes time and you sometimes you get beat up every day it's like forget this man so i think that's one of the reasons why i stayed with it i never got beat up so bad but some guys it's it, it, it happens it's just some people get get it worse right some people to their credit though they, they keep coming back like after yeah. all that they keep coming back like and eventually like hey they they get better and they 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 start doing a little bit more each time like yeah. i think it, it it takes a lot of credit it really it takes a lot of credit to takes a lot of respect to do that too just to keep coming back more and more and more yeah i know yeah. <laughs> eating after beating um take me through like just some like competition history like what's some of like highlights that you have like some things that stand out to you like i know you've done a lot of big competitions like what are what are some things like accomplishment wise that have stood out to you that you're things that you're like you're proud of um i would think uh i won um what's it called again is it Nasa? naga naga came to toronto and i was a I was a white belt they didn't have anybody in my weight class or my my division so they bumped me up all the way up to black belt. And um, I won that division. Mind you, there's only three people, but I won. Me, VJ, God rest his soul. And um, let's see, Mike Martel. He was a, a black belt at the time, I believe. And yeah, so I, I came out the champion. That's where I got my blue belt. That was my last tournament as a, as a, as a white belt. And I never lost a, a white belt tournament. I never lost as a white belt in a tournament until I met... Um, Mike Briars. That was it. that was my first loss. I remember. Oh, oh what, what happened here? What happened yeah, well, here? Listen, I was on a tear. I was I was winning every tournament. Never lost a match, and um, got my blue belt. Learned how to tie my belt. Went to my first tournament. Won a couple of matches. I, I met Mike, and, and Mike's the first guy to beat me. I went over to him right after to get his name. I school. <laughs> I, 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 where are you I was, from i'm coming to your school i had to leave I'll this guy i'm gonna get you i'll get you after mike i started losing a lot after that so mike started no, you, it's, yeah, it's, it's all downhill after, after you met me that started the trend right so it's quite a few times after that so what's Thanks, the thing mike. like once you once you go through the ranks like blue belt purple belt like you're gonna face guys and girls that are just you know they're top notch regardless of size 
yeah yeah yeah. like and and like in that blue belt scene like going back it was like me you vj nathan DeSantos, snoop if you remember him there were a lot like joel haddon i'm just looking back ryan she steve chapank is arthur like pretty much everybody who's like a black belt right now or is or is was a blue belt when like me and you were like training together competing against each other like that was that was the scene like yeah, a lot yeah. of people black belts some of them are teaching at their own school some of them are like world-class competitors right now and like at the you know time fl- time flies but at the same time like like the, the crop of guys or guys and girls coming up at that time was like that that's who is teaching like Look at look at an example for right now, like Toronto BJJ. So the, some of the main instructors, besides like George Brito, like the main people are Nathan DeSantos teaching right now. Mm-hmm. Teaching right now. David Mosley teaching right now. Michael Sheehan has his own program. He's also coming up at, during that time as well. I think he was a juvenile. And then you yeah. have and then you have uh who else is so like let's say we now Gringos is like another major. So Kevin Wheeler teaching like yeah. kids program, Arwen Blue Belt teaching kids program. So like a lot of those people that were coming up in that blue belt for belt rank and they're, you know, they're competing at worlds they're competing at pans They're, you know, some of them are winning, some of them are meddling and doing really well. Yeah. Yes. Guess who the next generation's learning from. So, and like, that's what you, that's what me, like me and you were trying to do as well, but you yeah. know, I'm, I'm honored. I was basically the story of that was, so since Aaron had his story of his match, yeah, I want to hear your side of that story. Of what? what of, my, of my story? Yeah, yeah. I want to. I had like I so like it was like an absolute. I I lost. I was mad. I was just like, damn. Like I lost to I lost to Joel Haddon, and it was like a final like a middleweight division. I was just like I just ran out of gas. I was like four or five matches in. I was just like, you know, fuck it. I'm doing the absolute. I don't care. It's the first ever absolute I think I've ever done. Okay. So, First ever one I've ever done. I faced, I think, Snoop in the first round. It was like a really close, like back and forth match. I ended up like catching him with, with like an arm lock with like under a minute left. I think he might have been up in an advantage. It was, yeah. it was a crazy like whirlwind of a match. It might have been like one of the craziest matches I think I've ever had like in my entire like jiu-jitsu career. I'm exhausted. I'm like six matches in. I think my sister was there because she was like recording some stuff. She's like, what is this jiu-jitsu stuff? And then uh, there's like, there's you walking around and she sees you and she's like, this is an open weight, right? Yeah. She's like, you're going to end up fucking facing that big fucking guy over there. Aren't you? I'm like, and I look and it's like, Sean Kent, you walk onto the mat. <laughs> and it's like, Mike Briars. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's like the first thing that popped in my head. I was like, oh God. I was like, I was, I was exhausted too. So I'm like, okay, well, like, wow. What am I? All right. So like, I'm thinking like, because it was in between matches, I didn't have a lot of rest. I was just like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to, can I take him down? Probably not. Do I want this guy on top of me? Also, probably not. Like, yeah. yeah. But with that said, it's like, it's like, it's like, I I have to go somewhere. So like, I was probably more confident with my guard at that time. So I was like, okay, if I do end up on my back, I want to end up either like in some sort of closed guard or open guard where like, I just, I need to keep him off of me in some way where I, I can't let, I can't, it's basically the classic chill son and from like the ultimate fighter. I can't let you get close. <laughs> that whole thing was like, I can't let you get close. That's all I was thinking the whole time. And then I think, I think I got like, a, I think I got an advantage for something. It was like an arm lock across or something. And then I remember there was like a minute left. I look over I look behind me and I'm like, 
how much time's left? <laughs> it's like a minute left. I think I'm up at like an advantage. I'm just like, how much time's left? A minute. I'm just like, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna stall like crazy. Like I'm exhausted. <laughs> so I was like up slightly, and then I pretty much with the the classic Mike Breyer's close guard stall game. I think I was just well, I'm like, all right, I just got to stay busy. I'm up slightly. I don't think I can finish this person in the allotted amount of time. So I'm like, I'm just gonna try to ride it out as best I can, and. I, I just felt like more and more like, oh no, he's gonna pass. Oh no, oh, he's squished. Oh no, he's like inching up on me. Oh no, this is not good. <laughs> so it was, it was. It, some people say jujitsu's not a fight. That day, it felt like a fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But not I was, like I was. You drained me that day. I remember, I know. I, I was so tired, just trying to pass the guy. Just couldn't pass for life. Me like, fuck, this guy isn't. But you have that classic. Um, jiu-jitsu body you know you're tall you're lanky like if you yeah. just look at you and me you just think that you're a jiu-jitsu guy you know just have that class in i just couldn't pass that guard for life me and just tired me the fuck out man it was it was rough it's like you're, you're trying to get around you're trying to throw the legs by you're trying to like stack. you're trying to you're just like what nothing's working and i'm get. i like i i think it also the thing is with kind of in your position as like you know like a bigger like ultra heavyweight like when you're in the gym, typically, do you train with people that are like your size or like you try to find people that are oh. your size? Or if you're training with a lot of people that are like similar size and you, you're not exposed to maybe somebody who's like, you know, plays a guard like that. So it might have been something that you weren't used to at the time or you're just like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, I can't get around his legs. I can't do no. anything. What the hell is no, going I on? I, I mostly train with smaller guys. You really find big guys. When I have a big guy come in the gym, I'm, I'm super happy, right? But um. You know, it's just smaller guys, man. You'll be happy to hear that Aaron's about 235, 240 right now. So he's keeps uh, going up, man. Every every time every time we hop the podcast, my weight keeps going up. Oh, which is pretty crazy. I thought he said 135. No, no, no he's like he's like 235, 240 now. 235, apparently. I'm 245 now. It's crazy. No, you're no you're I, of course I'm not. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, no way, Mike, man. Mike has been adding five pounds every podcast <laughs> since probably like the last like two months. Where I was, I started at like one eighty five, and it's slowly gone up. And I'm like, man, we're banging out a lot of podcasts, and like, so I've gotten fatter or or stronger. One of the two, I don't know <laughs> anymore. Right? Could be a bit and of then, both, you know. And then I'm I'm pushing like again three bills, as you said it. I've never heard bills before, which is awesome. <laughs> I was going to start using that. It's like yeah, right, pushing. pushing two bills today. I like this. This is. Because yeah, I was like, yeah, hey, two plates, whatever. Bills. I like bills though. Bills is good. You need to expose Aaron to more slang. Yeah, I know exactly. I'm I'm learning bit by bit. <laughs> I'm learning <laughs> bit by bit. I know. Uh, another little, I guess, another little story we had. Uh, we ended up at Worlds together. I think it was like Blue Belt Worlds. Yeah, yeah. You were you there? Yeah, I was. It was. I think were it was you. you. Were you there? <laughs> you were just. Is you? You? <laughs> you? You trained? <laughs> no, I think we're. I think it was like Blue Belt Worlds. I think you ended up there, and I think I was there at the same time. Did we yeah. end up? Did we end up like cruising around like Long Beach one day? And I was like, I was we telling everybody, did, you were my, yeah. you were yes. my bodyguard because you, you wanted to go to In and Out Burger. Remember I was the only, like, I, let's just say I was the only light-skinned male. <laughs> and I, and I, needed, I needed a bodyguard. <laughs> you were perfect. <laughs> Went to In-N-Out Burger, too. I remember. Remember In-N-Out Burger? Yeah, we were going there. 
Yeah. Like, hey, so we're gonna we're we, we took we cruised around Cali. It was good times. Yeah, man. Yeah, to, it was great. I'm trying. I'm trying to come in. You ever tried? You never had In and Out. No, I've never had In and Out. Oh well, if you come. Oh, to, oh yeah. If you come to I Masters Worlds, Walter the, the best the best fast food burger. They were named the best food fast best fast food burger in I don't know 2015 or something like that. So. Oh. Interesting. It was good. It was good. Not the most healthiest thing, but everybody <laughs> that was, everybody that was at the tournament was pretty much there that day. I was surprised because you know how jiu-jitsu everybody wants to eat clean and eat good, but after tournament, everybody was there. Right? It's like that's, day after the day of Monday the day after. That's a world adult Monday else tradition. Like I've seen like Claudio Colasons like walking in like to like yeah I've seen like like high level world class black belts like walking in like yo hey in and out like <laughs> like once they're done competing like they they all they all hit that place up like once they're done dieting they've been dieting for weeks they're like I want a burger <laughs> yeah. we're all we're all human yeah yeah for sure yeah no mike's trying to convince me to do uh world masters probably next year so we'll we'll see we'll see where the the road takes us i think you should uh, yeah. i think we should do, i'm trying to convince aaron to do a tag team jiu-jitsu match with me it's me and aaron versus uh sanji herbero and rafael lovato <laughs> that's a, that's the tag team match that's gonna happen I'll take Rafael Lovato and I'll I'll get smashed and Aaron, you can take Sanji. You got oh. this. I believe in you. Oh. It's not gonna be fun. It's yeah. not be fun. It's not gonna be fun. Sanji, I don't know. <laughs> no. So like so then who's your dream dream opponent then? Like who's your dream matchup? Like who's somebody you're like, I, I gotta fight that guy one day. Does it have to be? It doesn't have to be a big name, right? It could be a big name. It could be just whoever. Like, hey, like I want to. It, it, it could just be like I just I, I admire and respect this guy guy or girl's jiu jitsu. Yeah. You know, you know, it's 20, 2021. You can face a female. Who knows? You never know. Wow, wow, could, wow! I would even do that. Yeah, I would do that. <laughs> no, I think my my I think my dream match. He's, he's a local guy in Ottawa. Eric, Big Eric. I think big he's a. He's Eric. a Big Eric. Eric I call him Big Aaron because he's like 245. No, Big Eric. Big oh, Big Eric. Eric. Oh, I met okay. in the Worlds and I, I, we just bonded at the Worlds and great guy, great competitor. He's he's always competing, right? Um, he's a brown belt now and I've always wanted to compete against him. He's always expressed the same thing. We don't have no hate or anything like that. We we call each other every now and then. And I just always want, I never had a chance to compete against him, but just because he's such a big guy, um, and I'm sure anybody would want to see us compete, right? So didn't he used to play in the CFL? I think he was like a CFL like lineman or something at one point. I don't know. He's a big he's man. Big enough too. He's big enough too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But um, all the big names, like I would love to you know, roll with uh, Bushesha. I know, um, just to see how it is, right? I know I get smashed, but you know, but it's just um, I think he's one of the one of the main guys, just because of how big he is and how. How, you know how great how technical he is i would love to see how this how it feels right so yeah so come on aaron fun. like if, if he wants so here, here we go six man tag Sean <laughs> oh, okay. aaron gall mike Briars versus bushesha oh <laughs> you, you know what you guys oh, should. it's going down listen let's let's find two more guys let's do a quintet let's do it that <laughs> let's way do a, let's do a quintet. this is even fucking better this is even better 
I guess Bouchesha, Sanji, Lovato. Yeah. Um, and so we need we need two more guys and two more weight classes. And we can really just fucking make this a super card for the ages. See how it goes. See how this goes. <laughs> Not well None for of us. us. Are winning. None, of us are winning. <laughs> None of us are winning our matches for sure. <laughs> no, all joking aside though, like like future, you talk about like, you know, you're gonna be teaching more, but like what are kind of like some plans that you have for like for the future? Like, what do you, what do you want to accomplish? Like in jujitsu going forward? Is it more, do you want to focus more on teaching? You mentioned like you maybe not competing right now, but maybe down the line, like maybe getting in maybe a super, super fight or super match here and there, or maybe doing like a world masters, for example, like what, what's, what are some things that are still on the checklist for you? Oh well, yeah. Those are, I want to try, I want to do the world masters. I think the world masters, the worlds I've done it before. Um, I think the the world master is something that fits my it's my age group right so let's 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 do that. Um, really, I just want to grow my team. I just want to I want to have a a big school. You know, I want to have a successful school. Um, right now, my school is very small and it's uh, it's growing. I already see improvements in the guys, which is really really satisfying. But you know, I just want to just grow this school, man. Just get this school up and running and get more guys out there, and you know. Spread the love. Spread the love. You have a lot of guys. Um, oh, and that, that's it, man. It's just spread the yeah. love out there. You got guys uh, wanting to like compete at all, or just kind of like yeah. just that's good. Yeah, I have two guys, Luca and Andrea. Those guys are they're sixteen and seventeen, and uh, I think they could be great, man. I think they could be great, man. Awesome. These guys have grown really uh, so much in the last three months, so. Now, awesome, and hopefully they keep growing as well. And yeah, yeah, you know, hopefully if they need some sponsors, they can check out actually one of our sponsors at Spirit Leaf Water Down, Aaron, located oh. at one. 60, what? What's send me location? Sixty four Hamilton Street North in Water Down, Ontario. It's been a while we, since I've said that. So, it's yeah, a whole so. lot of there's a whole <laughs> lot of THC there if you know what I'm saying. CBD, okay. C3PO, okay. R2D2, all everything that you could uh, possibly need for you know your recovery for your sleep. We, there's a crew there that will help you out. And every day there, it is 420. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That, that's our ad sponsor. That's our ad read. We got to get it in there before we always finish the podcast. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> we got we to get that in. We don't judge here at uh, the Choking Hazard podcast. But no, Sean, Sean uh, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, you know, somebody, somebody – you know, you're somebody I've known a long time. We've gone back and forth a lot. And, you know, it's, it's good to see that, that you're teaching and you're, you're, you know, basically what you're saying, just spreading the love of jiu-jitsu. Um, before we wrap up, do you have anybody you want to thank, sponsors your, that you have yourself, anybody you want to shout out? You know, floor is yours. Well, I just, uh, you know, Conga Fitness. Uh, um, we just want to, Conga Fitness, we're located in Mississauga. Three, four, 49. 4995 Timberley Boulevard, Unit 6. Um, that's where we're located at. So you guys are, you guys are always welcome to come by. You guys ever want to just come by and get some rolls in with me? Awesome. Yeah, sure. Brother and some of my students, you guys are more than welcome to come by. Right? But that's, that's about it, right? Just uh, that's it. All that's right. it, man. <laughs> that's it, man. No, it, it's good because you're local too. So, like that, we can definitely head out there and uh, yeah. come out for some training one day for sure. Yeah, yeah. 
we only have one we have um one dedicated adult class and that's monday nights and um we have a split class um monday wednesday and and fridays but yeah that's for adults and kids right so it's a small program but we're getting bigger already where we, we're adding um a wednesday night uh, adult class specifically for adults so that'll be coming okay. in the, probably in the new year awesome awesome yeah. yeah no definitely in the new year we'll definitely make a point again you're, you're not that far from me so that'd be perfect okay i'll swing down there one day i'll bring the camera we'll do some uh footage we'll, we'll get your your instagram popping okay <laughs> okay being that day, eh? my instagram is hurting eh yeah. instagram <laughs> it's hurt. i know i know it's hurting <laughs> what i have like 65 people that's it Sucks. there we go hey it's man it's embarrassing. we'll, we'll, get, we'll get that 65 <laughs> up to 75 and then 7500 boom we're rocking hey, i take anything man just give me two more i don't care <laughs> I'll film you rolling with Aaron in slow motion. And you can yeah. see right there, Aaron's getting squished right about now. Yeah, we'll put, we'll put it in 4K. Oh, fuck, it'll just go. <laughs> Slow-mo for, for slow 4K, we'll be rocking. It'll be fine. Flanging and banging. Aaron, wrap us up. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyway, Sean, it's been awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Really do appreciate it. Um, but we'll be in touch shortly. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right, brother. Take care.